Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla, that's me, at Alex Padilla86. Alex Regla, that's him, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Alex, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well. I love this weather. Um, I love the, the gloomy, not hot, not cold. It's like Southern California weather, you know? I love it. It's been nice over here too. I've been I've been able to go on 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 some more walks lately, which is always nice. And uh, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, are you because we could just talk about? Are you like in class, going to class, working in person? Are you at home? Because you know, I feel like although the world is is going through a lot right now, I feel like normality is still a thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, like I I'm. Tomorrow I'm going back in person in terms of working at, at a school, and um, even though the cases continue to rise, so we're gonna we'll see how how that goes, and if things worsen, we might have to go back to like a modified uh, hybrid type schedule where it's online and in person. But we'll see. Fingers crossed that you know the worst is behind us and uh, it's safe. Yeah, I bring now. it up. I bring it up because you know I always check covid and sports like and there is just no talk of shutting the nba down which is great obviously you were at a laker game like two weeks ago a week ago and you know you you tune in and and there it is last night packed house staple center so i just like to keep an eye on it because you never know Mm -hmm. and i feel like if we're getting through this we should be able to get through the season which is maybe a good or bad thing if you're a laker fan (laughs) (laughs) some fans might want a want a cancellation at this point if you're anthony davis in the lakers maybe a break isn't the worst thing in the world it would be like interesting like not obviously the health like health reasons like maybe giving them some time off would get guys healthy and out of the health and safety protocols but for a lot of teams they would get their players back too. So, but uh, like you said, I don't think they're any intention of taking a break at this point. Anthony Davis's best stretch as a Laker was after three months off during COVID. And then even then, once the bubble was over, he had injuries. So, you know, a break would be nice to just get him into this, this cause officially today we're halfway through the season, Alex. I don't know if you know that. Uh, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> I, it's Lakers. gone by really fast. <laughs> the Lakers are, 21 and 20 halfway through the season yeah you know what like the like 21 20 that kind of sums up the experience so far it's been up and down like uh they they perform well one game and perform not so well in the next game and it's just kind of been this roller coaster all season where we haven't still at this point halfway through the season i don't think we've learned a lot about this team at this point um it's difficult to get a full grasp on this team because when you have maybe your second or third, I don't know, wherever you want to rank Anthony Davis, first, second, third, fourth even, as far as best Laker currently on the team, you know, he's, he hasn't been there. He hasn't played for a very long time, so it's a difficult assessment. Uh, Kendrick Nunn hasn't even suited up. LeBron missed a large portion of the season. Russell Westbrook was getting acclimated. And we can just keep going. THT, you missed the beginning of the season. Frank Vogel, COVID. I mean, wherever you want to start. But the Lakers aren't alone in that. How many teams have had a, a clean season so far? You know, even the Jazz, which I believe were the last ones to not have a player go on COVID. You know, now they got players on COVID list. So 
everybody's going through it in some form or another. I mean, geez, the Grizzlies who just demolished the Lakers last night, how many games did they win without John Morant? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so every team is going through something. But, Alex, what we're going to do today, um, because we are halfway through the season, we'll do a little um, what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we want to see going forward. How does that sound? It sounds good because I, I'm, I'm interested to see where you're at with this team after halfway uh, with them. I hope we, we have not discussed this off air whatsoever. Um, so I hope that our answers don't align too much, but I have a feeling they might because I do believe let's start off because you know me, Mr. Pessimist, Mr. Negative. Let's start off with what we haven't liked so far. Um, the Lakers are 21 and 20, but yet you look at the NBA standings and they are only, excuse me for doing math real quick, a game and a half out of fifth place. The Dallas Mavericks are 22 and 18. The Denver Nuggets are 20 and 18. And the, and the Lakers sit there at seven, currently in the play-in game at 21 and 10. I think the top four teams are likely to remain that way. It would take a big swing in order for that not to happen. Uh, and then the bottom four, will, well, bottom six now, I guess, we'll figure it out. But... Um, Let's start with what we haven't liked. I think uh, a lot of things have not gone right for the Lakers. Um, For me, though, and I don't know if we'll align on the answer. Anthony Davis, for me, is my biggest disappointment so far in the season. I have come to terms that a healthy Anthony Davis does not exist in this world. (laughs) And may exist in a different parallel Spider-Man universe. But it doesn't exist in the one that we live in. In this timeline, in this multiverse, in the one that we're going directly in a straight line with, Anthony Davis being healthy does not exist. I will not count on that ever existing. Um, but a large portion of why I am disappointed with Anthony Davis was because what he looked like while healthy. What he looked like while LeBron was out. I was a bit disappointed in him not being able to grab the bull by the horns and really take control of this team. I feel like he relied on a lot on Russell Westbrook pushing him to get there, and it just didn't look good, you know. And I understand that he came here to be LeBron's guy, and LeBron wasn't there. But uh, Alex, for me, that's my biggest disappointment so far of the season. I, I, I mean, it's I, I think I'm more at it disappointed with him strictly just because we haven't been able to watch him play. Um, he's like, especially with this last stretch with the Lakers playing small, like his absence feels so much more noticeable um yeah i I understand before the injury he wasn't playing his best and and i'm not sure how much of that was you know coming off another injury uh the season prior and not being fully healthy then and then season prior also having injury so he definitely has a long injury history and i do worry that when he comes back for fans to you know also take into account he's probably gonna need some ramp up time like, he's not going to just come back and be the Anthony Davis of old. Like, it's going to take him some time to, again, adjust with teammates. He hasn't played with that much. Like, we mentioned he played with Westbrook, but not that many games. And especially not with guys like Ariza. Um, Stanley Johnson wasn't even on the team at that point. So it's just going to be another adjustment per- a period for him to come back. But in terms of me, uh, I think just team-wide, uh, I think the biggest disappointment for me is I still really don't know what the identity is of this team, um, which is kind of scary to say, uh, what, 41 games into the year. Like, I, I'm not sure if I can say they're a small ball team now, which it looks like they are, but that's not how they started the year. Uh, 
So if they are a small a small ball team going forward, then cool, and it'll be interesting to see how guys like AD adjust and acclimate to that, and where Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan fit. But yeah, just not still getting a grasp of what this team is is the biggest disappointment. Um, let's talk about small ball team because that is what they've turned into at least since. I don't know how um, since Frank Vogel came back from COVID, right? At the, or even before that. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was that Houston game with uh, Fizdale. Are they a good small ball team? Uh, I think they're because it's one thing to turn into one, right? Yeah. But if you're, are you good at it? I mean, they, for a while there, they looked great until last night. I think there's two like two different small ball lineups, and they have two different success rates. I think the LeBron at center lineups have been very good especially offensively. I think offensively, they've been, last I checked, like first in offensive rating since they went to that small ball group, which is a big, big improvement to what they were at the start of the year. But when they go to the Stanley Johnson, Carmelo Anthony, or whoever you want to classify as a center, those lineups, that, that those groups have really struggled. So that's where I do see a guy like Anthony Davis, when he comes back, you can still be small ball with LeBron at center, but then those other minutes you have Anthony Davis in center so mm-hmm. those should improve um these other lineups but uh, offensively I, I think it's been a big big success just the defensive end has just still been an issue especially the defensive rebounding yeah and I think we'll talk about you know what we want to see and I think the defensive side of the ball is, needs a massive I don't know if it's an upgrade or something needs to happen there but yeah I mean it, it hasn't been very good to say the least I agree with you that I'm intrigued by the small ball idea. I think it's a more, I mean, I don't know if it's like the modern way of playing basketball, but you see more teams do it and have success with it. You don't necessarily, you don't need a traditional big man. Obviously some size is nice. Anthony Davis would fill in nicely in that, in that non-traditional big man role. And I think like that's that this discussion that we've had, should Anthony Davis play center? It's like, is there a way, Alex, you're a better basketball mind than me. Is there a way to have Anthony Davis and still not play him like a true center? Is there a way to, to just get the most out of him, which is not really down low in the in the box? It's in t- the paint. It's tough because he's like, he's always been this type of player in terms of like his shot profile. He's always more of a jump shooter than like a pick and roll guy or a guy who has a large majority of his shots come at the rim. And in theory, like when he is the center, those numbers do improve. Like just strictly because everyone else is on the perimeter, he has to kind of play more down low. So I, I, I think when he comes back, and I don't think, like, from everything Frank Vogel has said, it, it sounds like this small ball approach is something that's going to be a big part of the the identity of this team. I think what we're seeing now is more of what we're probably going to see going forward and what we saw to start the year, like those first 30 games. I think that honestly was kind of a wash. I, I don't think we what we learned at that 30 that 30 game stretch is really important i think this is an entirely new team new identity new play style and mm-hmm. we have to wait to see what anthony davis looks like in it okay so i say anthony davis you say just like a general what is this identity of the team is just still not even answered uh I'll let you go first on this one. What have you liked so far from Ooh. the Lakers 21 and 20 season? I would say a lot less things to choose from. I mean, the boring answer is LeBron because uh, he's been <laughs> uh, at this point incredible. Like I think he should be in the M- MVP consideration. 
I, I'm not sure he'd win it, but I think he, what he's been doing has been fantastic, even though the team hasn't been winning. Um, but besides LeBron, I would probably say just bright spots. Uh, I think Malik Monk has been really, really awesome this year, um, especially lately in this small ball lineup. Um, him, Carmelo Anthony continues, although he has his warts and stuff. I don't think any of us can imagine him being this big of a role on the team and him playing this this many minutes um the last i checked do you know who did you know carmelo anthony's like second in the league in clutch minutes played this year really <laughs> yeah so he's he's been used and he's been used a lot especially when it counts so his shooting has been awesome um again he's not a perfect player he might struggle in the playoffs but between him and monk and picking up a guy like stanley johnson off off just like out of nowhere I, I think they've done a good job finding these minimum guys some guys haven't worked out but the guys who have worked out i think it worked out really well yeah for sure i think the malik monk is the steal the biggest steal that the lakers had this offseason so to me for that because he is the so cheap and because he has been so productive especially of late malik monk's definitely been my highlight of the season i was really hoping to come in here and be like well russell westbrook is fit in flawlessly and can you believe it's working this well and you know it's it's not that it hasn't been nice at times but it just hasn't but anyways we're doing positive so i'm gonna do with malik monk <laughs> uh malik monk is uh he, he seems to be a key to success too man like when the when he the lakers are 20 and 16 when he plays um and he's averaging 13 and a half points and he's shooting 44 percent from threes in wins and i think that's a big difference when malik monk is playing well the lakers seem to have success um and there are games like listen like he to be fair in losses he hasn't been terrible so i don't know if we're just i'm just gonna point to malik monk obviously the defensive end he's not really all that helpful but I just think offensively, what he's brought to this team, the spark, the energy, whether it's from the bench or starting, I think there's there's really, like he's the one that brings the spark to this team. When when stay when he starts going, Crypto.com Arena just goes <laughs> off. I almost said it. I did say it. Um, so to me, Malik Monk has been the bright spot so far this season. Do you think he's done enough um, up to this point to to keep his starting spot? Um. I mean, yeah, I said last week there's no way you can take him out. I still I don't think he's done anything since then to be like, no, you got, he's got to go, right? So he didn't have a good game against the Grizzlies, obviously. But I think, yeah, I think he's uh, he's definitely deserving of a start. Cool. Yeah, like I, I, I think there I think there definitely has to be a correlation to like when he doesn't play well versus when he does because I think besides LeBron, this team still desperately needs another like 15 to 25-point scorer. Like, Westbrook, you know, I'm sure we'll have a bigger discussion on him, but, like, he's not consistently giving them that, like, 22, 25 points. And, and the I think more specifically, like, the methods in which he gets it are, are vastly different than Monk, because Monk is working, like, in direct, uh, like, parallels with, with LeBron, right? They're running two-man game together. Uh, Monk is really spacing the floor really well. Um, so I, I think... Just how well he plays, especially with LeBron, when those two guys are both on, the Lakers are usually really, really good with these small ball lineups. So, yeah, I, I think he's been a huge bright spot. 
Um, so that's the 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 negatives, the positives that we've liked so far this season. And we're doing this obviously just three to eight. We're halfway through the season, and I still think that the future and what we're about to talk about is completely unpredictable for the Lakers because in their win streak that they just recently finished, they looked like a completely different team at times to what we've seen all season. When we saw in Portland, what you saw on Friday against the Hawks, just like a different team. And then last night, they kind of retracted back and went backwards to the team that we were pretty much used to. Obviously, that late surge in the fourth quarter by when it was well out of hand makes the score look, you know, not as ugly as the game really was. So I still think because of the injuries that they have, because of the possible trades that they might do, and because I still think they're messing with the lineup, they're messing with the rotation because of all the people that are in and out, it's really hard to say, like, this is what I think is going to happen because I don't think anyone in this, I don't think anyone in the locker room knows what's going to happen. So for us to try and do it and give you, like, a direct answer is really difficult to do. But how about we frame it like this? Like, what do you want to see? Not as like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you want to see? Maybe a specific player or maybe a specific lineup. Is it a trade acquisition? What is it like that the the number one thing that stands out to you? Like, I really want this to happen or hope this happens. I I think it goes back to earlier. I I think I'm really interested to see once AD is back and and LeBron. I'm I'm assuming, you know, obviously AD is going to start. So not with a big so it'll probably be like ad lebron and some combination of players but then i really really hope that lebron at center is still a thing like in those bench lineups like so once ad comes out of the game like shift lebron back at center to start the second and fourth quarter and i want to really see how like that like those because usually like it's like those starts to the quarters or like ends of the quarters where like you have really weird combinations out there those have really hurt the lakers so, like, having two, like, anchors in AD and LeBron at the center position, I'm really interested to see what happens there. And beyond that, I, I really, like, Talon, THT, I, I really hope he finds a groove at some point. He's really had an up-and-down season in between COVID and the injury. He's kind of had a lot of contextual things that have set him back. And obviously, yeah. the trade deadline, his name is going to be the, the name talked about most, given his salary. But beyond the LeBron and AD thing, I, I really hope THT can kind of find his groove and, and find a spot where he's comfortable at. What about if he finds his groove elsewhere? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, <laughs> like, if you could put a percentage point on it, like, how likely do you think THT is a Laker after the deadline? Highly. So like, I know that's not a percentage number on it. Yeah, but what, what number though? Like out of a hundred, that like for sure he's gone. If they find the right suitor, I would put it in the nineties. But I don't know if they'll be able to find the right suitor, so I put it in the seventies. Like seventy. Here's a percentage for you: seventy-three <laughs> percent. I do think that the Lakers are efforting to trade him mm-hmm. for the for a different style of player. Alex, they have. Let's. They have seven guards: yeah. six foot four and six foot three. Like it's, they have the same player, you know, it's, it's, I know they all do different things, but they have the same body, the same mm-hmm. physique type player. Uh, THT being one of them, THT, the one making the most money besides Russell Westbrook, THT being the most tradable age contract, all that going forward. 
I 100% have to imagine that Rob Polinka is in his office trying to put a package together to get something. I I don't think it's a secret. Like just today, obviously, we got more uh, trade reports that Lakers are still interested in Jeremy Grant. We got multiple reports on that today. So it sounds like that type of player is, like you said, maybe trading away a few guards to get one back, like one impactful wing back is, is the way they want to like help balance out their roster because I, I i think that is a, another negative uh to the team is it is a bit unbalanced in, in terms of wings guards and, and bigs and that and that makes it more difficult when you do decide to play small because you need the guys out there to be able to guard multiple positions do multiple things and like you said there's a lot of small guards on this team and that has hurt the the small ball lineups too um i would say for me to answer my own question what do i hope happens or want to see happen i want to see rob palinka make a deal and regardless of who he gets i need to see him acknowledge the fact that this roster is not good enough to win a championship would you agree with that that this roster is not good enough to win a championship um like i think it's a cop-out answer but i don't i'm not sure like i i i have no idea what we haven't even seen it really yeah I still think that there's a lot of flaws coming into the season. Like, there's a lot of flaws on the roster. Um, And the reason I say that is you can't trust this roster to stay healthy, first of all. And I I just want... Like, him making a trade is an acknowledgement that this team is not good enough to win a championship. And when you have LeBron James on your team and he's 37 years old and you have everybody else that's like 35 and above, what is the point of the season? To win a championship. Not to make the playoffs... Not to be competitive in the playoffs, not to win a series in the playoffs. The Lakers, it's always, especially when LeBron's on your team, it's do it's championship or bust. No one's gonna be happy making it to the Western Conference Finals. No one's gonna be happy making it into the first round of the playoffs and winning a series. No one. No one's gonna consider that a successful season in Lakerland. I mean, that's just a fact. The Lakers this year expected to be competing for a championship. They might still think they are. The Lakers came into the season expecting to be, I guarantee you, higher than a seven seed. And they need to do something. And I know that we haven't seen it, Alex, 100%. Fair to you. You're spot on. But will we see it? I don't know. Like, And I, I don't think the Lakers can take the chance of waiting and waiting and waiting. The trade deadline is a month away. Uh, I believe THC is now tradable starting in five days. And Kendrick Nunn as well, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. that something has to be done. Something has to be done by the front office to change this team. And I think it, whether it's Miles Turner, whether it's Jeremy Grant, don't talk to me about buyouts anymore, 10-day contracts. I think they need to go get a actual player. Losing THT, losing who Bazemore, Ellington, whoever else has any sort of trade value is not going to like make or break you this season. It's not going to be the reason why you lost the championship. It's just not. I don't think THD being on this team, not being on this team, is the reason why they will or will not win a championship. He's just not that reliable yet for this season. He might, we might regret it later. You know, it might be another, it might be a regret that you let THD go. He might turn into a great player, but that's the situation that you put yourself in. Are you? You can't play for the future when LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are on your team. You just can't. Like, what? There is no future. They're thirty-seven years old for LeBron James. Like, you have to. Go out and do everything you can to win right now. So that's what I want to see. 
there, there definitely needs to be a proactive mindset, I, I think, from the front office. And, and when I say, like, I'm not sure if they're a championship team or not uh, because of what we have or haven't seen, that doesn't mean, like, we should wait around until we find that out because, like you said, we only have a month before trade deadline. We're probably not going to figure out um, all the answers to those questions by then. Like, I'm sure, like, fingers crossed everyone's healthy at that point and we get a sample of what like five again like it'll only be a few games but um we can't this front office can't just wait around until this team is healthy because by then it'll be too late to make any improvements that are actually gonna realistically alter like a championship window or not like you said tht can be eventually a fantastic player a really good player um a solid player doesn't really matter but at some point, there probably needs to be a, a proactive approach where they bring in someone to alter things. And I'm not sure um, outside of trading THT how that gets done. So I, I would probably safely assume they're really aggressive and, and try to like make a move here. I'm just not sure of what caliber of player they'll be able to get back. Yeah, and I think you know we, we've me and you have previously had discussions about what about trading Russell Westbrook um, according to Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times uh, quote the appetite for that player making 44 million this season and 47 million is uh, the next is low so like the market for what for Westbrook is just according to him just not there and I mean 44 million dollars and 47 million dollars for what Russell Westbrook is bringing you I don't know if that's worth it for any team I mean unless you're really trying to I don't know. I don't know, Alex. Do you? Can you think of a team that would be like, yeah, let's bring that. We need that. No, I, 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 I don't think that. Um, it, it would be like a, a swapping of of contracts that both teams feel like are either too big and they kind of want to just like make a change of scenery for both. Um, th- that John Wall trade was thrown up there. I'm not saying like that's a realistic trade or anything, but it'd, it'd probably be something similar to that, where it's like a player for another player that both mm-hmm. teams just want to kind of make a change. Um, I, I, I think it most likely be a THT type trade package for right. maybe Jeremy Grant or Miles Turner, but uh, of those names or of, right. of any possible players like come the deadline, um, what type of positional player do you think this team needs? Uh, Jeremy Grant, like not even <laughs> I know you not even type. a type of player, type. but just him exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's don't you think that's exactly the type of player that they need? Of of the available names, I think he makes the most sense. Yeah, and that's according to Shams of the Athletic. Um, he's the most sought after players this trade season. Uh, the Wizards, Knicks, Blazers, and Lakers are among others that are interested in j- trading for Jeremy Grant, who uh, still is out with the UCL injury in his right thumb, but is also can be signing a contract of four years, $112 million this offseason. It's a lot of money. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it, I mean, do you agree with me with, or do you think that there is some sort of like stupidity to what I'm saying about like, don't worry about the future. You got to win now. Like, are we going to just see ourselves in a black hole after LeBron leaves the Lakers? Like for, for a lot, for a while, just trying to rebuild assets, finding young players, finding a roster. I mean, am I just being too short-sighted or is there some, do you like, what do you think about what that? Like, just, I don't see how you can plan for the future when you got LeBron on your team. No, it's, it's sort of just always been the mindset of the Lakers, right? They're not a, 
kind of build long-term team. They're a build short-term and then kind of rinse and repeat. And to their credit, you know, like it's worked a lot. <laughs> That's been a strategy that they've been really su successful with versus other teams. Like we would, we can talk about like future draft picks. Like look at the, the Thunder. They have like 19 first round picks. I, would you bet they have a, like, obviously it's <laughs> looking way down the future, but I bet the Lakers win a championship before they do, even with all those picks again. Like, so yeah, at some point they're going to have a reset period. And you would hope that Anthony Davis is at least still around at that point and healthy enough to be a guy you can still lure other players to come into play with. And maybe a guy like Jeremy Grant, if they're able to get him, he's still in the prime of his career. You're kind of extending that window if you, if you get him. And they do have like a sneaky young little core building with Malik Monk if they can retain him. Uh, Austin Reeves is proven to be a nice little role player THT if he's not traded so yeah I mean obviously it's too too hard to tell at this point but yeah when you have LeBron and this roster construction uh, in particular there's no long-term kind of focus I, I think they're de definitely in win-now mode yeah well this is where we sit halfway through the season man I think not a lot of not too many positives obviously LeBron being you know just keeping not even turning back the clock just keeping it where it's always been has been a very a big positive. A uh, couple of players, role players, Austin Reeves, we didn't mention until just now. You mentioned him. He's been a, a bright spot. Malik Monk's been a bright spot. There's been flashes from other players. Carmelo Anthony's had an exciting moments here and there. Um, but really, it's a lot of questions remaining for the team. And I think that's kind of the, the theme here is there's lots of questions to be answered and not that many answers to have at the moment. You know, it's just it's just the way where the Lakers are right now. Uh, the only positive as far as current Lakers go, uh, it looks like Kendrick Nunn is close. Is there a timetable there, Alex, that I missed? Not that I've seen, but he has been like like a Yeti, like a Bigfoot. Like he has, we've had like Sightings. photo evidence of him <laughs> on the court again, which honestly is the first we've seen all year. Uh, outside of the preseason so that's good news Anthony Davis also was working out b before the game yesterday so at least that's those are positive steps in the right direction um, and then we also have Anthony Davis who was taking shots yesterday before the game and he's supposed scheduled to be reevaluated January 15th he was wearing a big old knee brace on that left knee but he was still putting up shots yesterday at crypto at the crip is there an official nickname yet no, I, I keep calling it Staples Center just out of habit. Me too. It takes a while. We changed names over here, Qualcomm, when it was still standing. It changed names. It was Qualcomm. Then it went to Snapdragon for a promotional <laughs> thing that Qualcomm did. And then it went to SDCCU Stadium. And it took me, I would say it took me a year uh, to do that. And then our sports arena here has had like every Indian casino be the sponsor. And I don't know what it is right now. But it's been everything. It takes a while to 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 get it out of your mouth well before we end I, what are some like we looked nice like little reflection back to the half point of the season at this point what are a couple predictions uh that you think will happen in the final half of the season if it's a I hope trade I'm wrong. or something i don't know i hope i'm wrong but i think the lakers are in the play-in okay i hope i'm wrong it could be easily wrong so two I mean, predictions one they're in the play-in okay yeah what's another one THT will be traded Ooh. okay that play-in one spicy I that's the first one I've heard of that 
Okay. All right. I mean, they just haven't proven me to me that they're not a 500 club. <laughs> I think that's a simple, like, I know things could change, but they're, they're to me, they just yell 41 and 41. <laughs> I mean, that's just what I see. But what about you? What are your I, I, I think they make two trades. I think I think they're going to be pretty active. Um, I, I think they're going to for sure get off one, if not both, of DeAndre Jordan and Kent Bazemore. And then I think they make that impact trade. I'm not sure who it is. It might be Grant, might be Turner, might be Ben Simmons for all we know. I, I, I think they make at least two trades come the deadline. And I'll say they finish, where are they at now? Seventh? In I, the play-in? No. Out of the play again? I, or I think, top six? I, I think they'll be fifth. I think they'll grab that, that fifth spot. And they look like a completely different team after the deadline. Like, not not just that. in terms of how they play, but roster construction-wise. I think they get some buyouts, they make a big trade, and we have a, a third team this season. That first that first thirty game <laughs> team, the small yeah. ball group, and then a whole other team after the deadline. Yeah, this could go many different ways, man. It could go many different ways, but here we are, twenty-one and twenty, exactly halfway through the season currently sitting in the seventh spot half a game behind the denver nuggets who uh they do play coming up this week on saturday some more time off for them they have today off they have tuesday off then they go to sacramento to take on the kings which they they had an exciting game against last time then on saturday they have two days off again then they travel to denver before they come back to to crypto that's still taking me time so when they come back to la and take on the jazz and the pacers before they go off in a long Long, long, long road trip. By the way, nine of their next 12 games on the road. I guess if you consider the Clippers a road game. It's not going to be easy. Like we said many times, like yeah. their schedule for, from here on out, it's it maybe the hardest in the, the league. So it's it's going to take a lot of uh, work to, to, to get. It to gets very plump, man. You got Denver, Utah, Miami, Brooklyn, Philly. I think that it's it gets le- – you know, you, I see the – Bucks in there, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Clippers always play them hard. Regardless, I don't. When's the last time they beat the Clippers? It's been a while. Never. Yeah. So it's gonna. It's gonna. uh, Here we go. I mean, it's. It is what it is. It's the Lakers got to go. They got to go win some games, and you can't lose games to the Kings anymore. You can't lose games to the Pacers and the Magic. I said it last week. You got to stack those wins, especially when you go into a long road trip like they're about to do. Alex, um, shall we wrap it up like we always do? We do uh, three games. From now until next Tuesday at Sacramento at Denver versus Utah. Ooh, I'll go boring. I think they go two and one. Okay. I mean, you were right again. You were right again about last time. Um, and I was wrong. I went super negative and I will go super <laughs> negative again. One and two. So if, if it keeps working, it's good. So we'll see what happens. Alex at Alex M. Regla. Have you written anything on silverscreenroll.com? Uh, the last thing I wrote was just on like a recap. Uh, of what things that were interesting of the last game um, but I'll probably have something out this week maybe something similar to that type piece so yeah did you write Malik Monk's ghost busting I did Lakers, was, there you me. go just go check that out silverscreenroll.com at Alex M Regla on Twitter it's a great follow you will be smarter if you follow Alex I promise you that um, you can follow me at AlexPedia86 subscribe to this podcast on Spotify Apple Google anywhere 
that you listen to um, audio podcasts. And make sure you check out SilverScreenRoll.com for all of your Laker news. Alex, any final thoughts, man? Man, I have to go boot up this trade machine now. I I'm, I have trades on the mind. <laughs> Let's do it. Then tweet those out. See what you find. See what you can do for us. No. How do we get Jeremy Grant over here, man? I'm not trying to get my mentions lit on fire. That's not yeah, that. you are. No, Come no. on, man. Come on. All right. Well, everybody, we'll see what happens. We'll talk to everybody next week. This is Taco Tuesday. Peace.